Hey, oh. Hey, guys. I'm so sorry about that. About being two minutes late? I wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, well, it was like, I really honestly didn't know if they were going to save the Goonies. <laughs> I was just really concerned about it. It was actually the first time I'd seen the movie all the way through. Did they save the Goonies? Uh, spoiler, they did! <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, everybody! Meat Suits and Meat Dresses especially. Welcome back to Read It and Weep! We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 118. We have now done as many episodes the speed in miles per hour at which star cornerback for the University of Oregon was caught driving in a 65-mile-an-hour zone on a suspended license back in June. Go Ducks! Speaking of unsafe (laughs) decisions by obscure celebrities, this week we are reading Breaking Dawn, fourth and final installment Uh... of The Twilight plague by stephanie meyer uh if you want you get this book for free which is actually the intelligent person suggested retail price by going to audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep you go to that address sign up for a free trial you get an audiobook of your choice this one or a better one absolutely free and you support our show and you can keep both those things the book and the support of our show even if you cancel during your trial period absolutely free also uh last week we mentioned uh that uh, we were comparing rick shapiro to an actual genius uh steve jobs so uh, i thought i should mention that uh, if you've been meaning to read the new steve jobs biography you can also get that one for free all way better choice than this book so audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep is where you can go for that uh also of course you can sponsor an episode now if you'd like to ch- choose what you want us to talk about for a small fee nominal even you can go to readdistrip.com slash sponsor Fill it out, pick any topic under the sun within a certain time restriction, and we will deal with it and talk about it. And so far, our two sponsored episodes have been two of our best episodes, I think. So we also do good work for you. It was, just, it was like the opposite of like a testimonial where you just say how good you are. <laughs> Guys, I'm great. <laughs> we nailed this. We, we, but but I'm right, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> So it is. It is. It's not the opposite of a testimonial. It's a testimonial. It's just from someone with an axe to grind. <laughs> you can't trust this person. So, yeah, exactly. Just a financial stake. Oh, you know, what we need. We need a paid actor. Sarah, you want to make a quick dollar? <laughs> sure. All right. Say that you're Alex. Yes. <laughs> Without sponsored episodes, my podcasts were getting suspiciously one-sided. But now that other people are sponsoring these podcasts, I feel like. It's more fair criticism. Great job, read it and weep. Signed, concerned and grateful listener. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me introduce you to today's panel. You've, uh, You've heard them a little bit already. Of course, I'm your host, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, this week on Twitter, I've been discussing how much I hate November for uh, reminding me that I'm incapable of writing a novel or growing a mustache. Mm. This is the month of difficult challenges. Are you going to try to grow a mustache? No, but I was thinking about reading a novel. Oh. Well, seeing if I could gonna... finish reading 50,000 words in a month. But since this is the fifth and I haven't started, I think it's not happening. <laughs> he is our mustachioed... Uh, uh, host, uh, he's also writing a novel this month, I believe, and he's the author of the lightly viral essay, The Free Monkey Problem, 
the high cost of free things in Northern California. It's Ezra Fox. I mean, it still counts as a mustache if you have like beard beard chops to go with it, right? Yeah, your mustache has friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mustache and friends. <laughs> also, I did, your uh, your uh, my favorite part of the free monkey essay was that you linked to another blog that had uh, the cost of owning a monkey, which then linked to the great website monkeycagesforless.com. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, thank you for going like three links deep uh, I, yeah. from this thing that I wrote. <laughs> I really did follow it through. Well, I was curious what you get. You said you get a, a cheap indoor cage for 600 Even mon- monkey cages, the number four, less.com, still pretty expensive. Well, monkeys yeah. are really strong. Well, yeah, and that also much. apparently they, that even the for less site wants you to have a classy monkey cage with custom tops. So they usually run about 4000 for a classy cage. <laughs> Were you just going to take some like milk crates and stack them up and consider it good? I mean, you could just close the bathroom door, right? Then <laughs> <laughs> you lose your bathroom. You're going to have to have two bathrooms. Well, yeah, so you get a house. It's like three bedrooms, one and a half baths, and you give them half a bath. Um, Doesn't your monkey um... deserve a full bath? <laughs> it does, but we're both poor, and he was free. <laughs> Wait, you got a three-bedroom house, though. <laughs> Wait, you got a poor monkey? <laughs> that is true. Uh, also, you heard him now, too, as well. He's C. Walter Smith on Twitter, at C. Walter Smith. Uh, I like how we used to we used to hide your last name, and now we get to give out your middle and last name, in case someone wants to open a credit card yeah. as you. Well, wildly overcompensating is the name of my game. So. <laughs> I, I, my favorite thing that I saw from you on Twitter this week was a was a retweet tweet, but about how in the future all of uh, 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 retirement homes are just going to be giant land parties. Word. <laughs> Get my Diablo two on. <laughs> By then it'll be like Diablo six. No, it'll be all Blizzard nostalgia, man. That fast. It'll be Diablo two, X Wing versus Tie Fighter, and like um, I don't know. The original Starcraft. Oh God, the original. Put on, Starcraft. Put on me- Mega Minerals maps. Yeah, exactly. Big game hunters. Big game hunters. <laughs> I'm glad someone else, someone knew what that was called because yeah. it made less nerdy that I mentioned it in the first place. Also joining us uh, uh, once again from Chicago, where she performs at the IO Theater uh, with the team with the Meridian Herald team, here to discuss her fourth Twilight novel with us. It's Sarah Hathaway. Oh, thank you guys. It's just like. Coming home, if home were made out of poop. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of an abusive home, but you keep coming back. It's what it feels like to be a dung beetle. (laughs) (laughs) They live in poop, right? Is that what happens? The the difference is I think that dung beetles haven't ever known anything else other than poop. Like, I've read actual good books. You gotta figure if you're a dung beetle, your life is kind of crappy anyway, so the dung house might not be the worst part of it. No, that's just fitting the theme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it looks like they make giant balls of poo. That, that they, they live do. In? No. Oh. They just roll them. Why? I, don't know. I think <laughs> I think they eat purpose? them. I think they they take them away and feed on them. I thought. Oh, Wait, they do you eat the poo. They eat poo and and live in it, or just one. I mean, I don't really live in a house made out of cheeseburgers, but I would. Yeah, they totally. <laughs> dung beetles eat. Idea. Dung beetles eat poo. That's what Hear they do. Out. Okay. I'm just saying that if I had to limit myself to one food group and then also live inside it, like there are some good options out there. <laughs> you could do better than poop, definitely. 
All right, uh, let's talk about the book a little bit today. Today, as I mentioned, we're talking about the first quarter of Breaking Dawn. We're going to read in two parts the first half of the book and then watch the first movie, which is only the first half of the movie, uh, for whatever stupid reason. Uh, anyway, uh, so Money. today... Well, yes, for, well, <laughs> obviously for that reason. We're getting paid a lot to do this. So, Chris, yeah, you're a resident style, uh, resident summarizer for your Dulce Tones and Freakish Recall. Please, today, summarize in the style of Bella for a while, and then in the style of Jacob later. Okay. Breaking Dawn continues the Twilight Saga, which follows the romance between Bella, a normal teenage girl in Forks, Washington, who's a huge bummer, and Edward, a stupid vampire guy who's rich and psychic. Uh, In the first half of the first half of this book, (laughs) wait, um, Bella marries Edward for some reason. Let's trace it back. Bella wants to be a vampire to be with Edward forever. Edward doesn't want her to, but whatever. Bella wants to fuck him as a human. Edward wants to be married first, because he's old-fashioned, and also he's old, because he's trapped at 17 forever. And then all of a sudden there's a narrative shift. So then they get married, and then they go to a (laughs) private island to have very rough sex, and two weeks later, Bella is pregnant with Edward's monster child. <laughs> Jacob, Bella's friend, who's also a werewolf, hates it. So do I. <laughs> and that's the first quarter of the book. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you guys did get past the narrative shift? Yeah. Just just a bit, right? Yeah, I only got a little bit past it, but... Uh, uh, everything oops. takes so long in this book. <laughs> Like, more than any of the others. Well, I thought at first, because we did, it, like, it did go, like, it was decently quick from, like, talking about the wedding through the wedding. I thought yeah, there would be a lot of... Yeah, it blew through the wedding. A lot of oh wedding details. But then her eating fried chicken <sighs> takes a good half an hour. Why is she making fried chicken in a pan? <laughs> in the middle of the night. And then she's eating it before it's cool. And then hurting her mouth. And it just goes on so long. I, it's not that it's the pacing is bad. It's that it's wildly inconsistent and usually bad. <laughs> it was great when um, the audiobook accidentally skipped three chapters. Yeah, that, that was... was a treat. <laughs> well, as, as you may recall, you were the only one who didn't notice. <laughs> I just thought it was like, wow, Stephanie Meyer figured out how to write. Good for her. <laughs> she, she solved that pacing problem with a horribly skippy digital file. Yeah, yeah. The, the the first audiobook we got, we grabbed had to. Well, it was half as long. I'm, I'm guessing it was forcibly abridged by somebody. Or that it was trying to kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, it sounds like it, uh, it's we're desperately in need of a compliment to get us started before it sounds like we become unfair criticism. So we like starting end with the compliment. We call it the compliment sandwich. Sarah, as our guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which do you prefer? I would like to go first this time. I have a genuine compliment. Oh, weird. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so at the very start of this book, uh, Bella's talking about how self self-conscious she feels in her new car and how she avoids going out of the house. So she's saying, like, she was going without a lot of her necessities these days, like Pop-Tarts and shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I never thought that Bella and I had anything in common, but those are the two things that I live off of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's when you run out of first. You're like, oh, out of shoelaces and pop yeah, like, to go to the store. I, that did, like, how how often are you replay? How how are you going through this many shoelaces? What activity is burning through your shoelaces this quickly? I have an shoelace burning. <laughs> yeah. Aside from shoelace burning, yeah, how- the way she eats is only by t- pop tarts, and she must tie the uh, shoelace to like a like a, a hook um, and put like a, a little pop tart noose, I guess, in it, <laughs> and eat without her hands. Yeah. Or oh oh, so she takes the shoelaces and she weaves them into a little pop tart hammock, so the pop tarts pop up out of the toaster and into the hammock. In a hammock. <laughs> And she has to go without it, so her her pastries are landing on the hard, cold countertop. It's true. It's a really forcible toaster that she's working with. It's like the the breakfast contraption at the start of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Or, or uh, any Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, or Wallace yeah. and Gromit, yeah. It does sound like a Wallace and Gromit invention. Or possibly the uh, the gate mechanic for the opening of the Goonies. Oh. Yeah. Right? Isn't it? Do the, do the truffle shuffle, Bella. Oh, she tripped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she accidentally fell down and had sex and got really bruised. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, if I had a nickel. Chris, well, you do have a nickel because it's your turn to go next. All right. Okay, uh, my compliment, compliment I'm going to take the easy compliment. Uh, <laughs> okay. Grumpy Charlie is the best Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie is Bella's dad, and he's not thrilled that Be- Bella is getting married at 18 to a appearing-to-be 17-year-old. Shocker. Anyway, he's really grumbly, although he puts up with it, and uh, he's adorable. Yeah, and... he doesn't take compliments well. Yeah. Like, he's, for the wedding, Be- or Alice dresses him flawlessly, and everyone sees him and goes, Wow, you look great! And he goes, Oh, Alice did this to me. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> That's that's a that's a compliment, Charlie. That's a good thing. Well, I don't, I don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all bashful. And he's got a mustache that's not for this month, but has always had it. Yeah. You know what? No, this is the month the month of Charlie's mustache for me. <laughs> Charvember. <laughs> Charlie Movember. Uh, all right. Awesome. That, that's a, that's an easy enough compliment. Ezra, why don't you be next? All right. This this book got me to do some math. Oh, that's always a plus. <laughs> um, so uh, Bella gets pregnant. All right, and this baby is like very uh, accelerated. Okay, so like she's showing after like between like one and two weeks, when usually that wouldn't happen until like twelve weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering why is Bella like losing so much weight? The thing is, this baby is consuming way more calories than she can put in her body. I was wondering like, well, how many calories does she actually need to eat? Um, the average pregnancy, uh, you need about extra 300 calories per day. Oh. If you multiply that by, you know, between 6 and 12 times, Bella is looking at extra 2 to 4 sticks of butter per day that she needs to do <laughs> in order to keep from losing weight. She's just chomping down butter. Yeah, I, I, which is exactly how you make a healthy baby, Ezra. It's, not, it's about pure calories. It doesn't matter what they're made out of. Just straight <laughs> cholesterol into the baby. I mean, you don't want Bella to die? Like, I'd be happy if she died of a heart attack. I just don't want her to die of, like, malnutrition. You well, she go hungry when there's butter around. It's also strange because the baby is, like, half undead. So yeah. is it also consuming two to 300 calories of blood a day from her? Oh, that's definitely an issue. What's the other half? What is it living on? Yeah. Pop-tarts. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> shoelaces. Shoelaces. <laughs> she's, she's got the pop-tart on a shoelace, and she dangles it down her throat until the baby can get it. 
not gross at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. All right, well, so my, my major compliment is about Bella herself. Uh, I, we've talked before, we speculated on what her vampire superpower is going to be when she gets changed into a vampire. Yep. So they all have slight superpowers that are related to what they're good at beforehand. And uh, I was thinking that since her blood smells so delicious to vampires, maybe her superpower will be that she just smells really tasty. Like, so she'll walk into like an a ice room. cream store? Yeah. Yeah, or like a chocolate factory or, or waffles. Like, she'll just walk into a store and everyone, like, into a, into a living room and everyone will go, hmm, who's baking cookies in Bella? <laughs> That'll be so fun. She would be like the strawberry shortcake doll of, like, the vampire <laughs> world. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, so what the, the vampires are all attractive to humans because they're luring them in to eat them, right? So what they do is the vampires would have a little eating people den, and then they would put Bella out front and just put a fan next to her, blowing her scent into the sidewalk. <laughs> and people, like like cartoons, would, like, hover on the smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time for our more natural segment now. This is the hate game. Today we're playing Centipate. It's a classic game with the hate joystick where you try to keep the Centipate from touching the ground, I guess. Whatever his desire is in that game. He wants to get uh, you. Hitting you. Yeah, yeah, I think getting you. No, but then he turns around if he misses you. So, it's very... It's unclear. He, really, he's just going back to live in his poop den, probably. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Bill Stranansky, for the hate game names, as always. Uh, so, in any order, things that you didn't like about the book, if you can find something. Uh, well, right off the bat, first chapter... Bella has already embarrassed herself, done something stupid or clumsy, talked about cars in Washington, two things she knows nothing about, <laughs> and compared Edward to an archangel, so I think we're, like, back in business! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> it's it's the old stuff, just yeah. it's classic, qu- classic Twilight. Guys, this isn't really a hate, but I did want to share that I, I actually cried during the first chapter of this book. Because you bit your tongue while you were eating something warm? <laughs> no, no, no. It uh, Well, you know, for a number of reasons, I haven't been sleeping very much recently, nor was I eating, so I was, felt a little weak. And after Wild Animus, I was just so happy that this book, like, it was they were setting a wedding scene. It was just nice. Nobody was turning into a ram, and I was so relieved. <laughs> That I like actually like cried a little in an airport. And, uh... <laughs> I mean, Wild Animus was some shit, wasn't it, guys? Yeah. This is this is better than Wild Animus. <laughs> so congratulations, Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> well, mostly just our assignment is shorter. Yeah. I think if I had to power through eight hours of this in a day, like I did with Wild Animus, it would I would lose my good feeling towards her. Totally. Maybe. Very maybe. <laughs> Um, I, uh, Sarah, just to go off what you said, I have two, com- I have a compound hate about mm-hmm. cars in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bella got a new car because her truck broke down mysteriously, and Edward gave her the safest car ever called the Mercedes Guardian, which is totally fake, and apparently it's, like, missile-proof. Yeah. <laughs> um, and... Th- which is already, I think, an exaggeration. <laughs> missile-resistant. Yeah, missile... Depends on the missile, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, we, we built some pretty badass <laughs> missiles over the years. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. missile-proof windows, though. Awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the rest of the car will be vaporized, but your glass will still be there. Yeah, and maybe this is a narrator thing, but they say Sequim, Washington, instead of Squim. 
Oh. And, uh, oh, God, that yeah. whole sentence where she just names <laughs> random places around the western half of Washington State <laughs> that are unrelated. It's like how Charlie has jurisdiction in King County. Like, the woman clearly did not look at a topographical map. <laughs> <laughs> I like how, for you, they needed a topographic map to yeah, assess jurisdiction. Well, that decided all these things. She did miss the mountain range. People are always driving back and forth to Seattle in, like, two hours. <laughs> <laughs> all right Chris. so squim yes. what else was that it chris no it was the car and squim. squim yeah yeah <laughs> she does say a really cute sentence about it though when they say that it is missile proof glass she said what happened to old-fashioned bulletproof <laughs> it was so cute <laughs> so unrelated hate uh i there's a uh, there's a part uh where uh her she's talking about getting married and her mom uh and bella's mom says that She's always been my, you've always been my middle-aged daughter. Uh, at what point in the series can you remember where she's any, ever done anything remotely adult-like? Uh, she's often boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what her mom meant. That was just her nice way yeah. of calling her boring. Yeah, because she's been Cause super mopey super and, lame. like, involved with herself this whole time. Yeah, she's so immature, and, uh... I guess, th- so this is sort of related to the baby thing, just because uh, they keep talking about how they're going to, f- like, when you get vampired, you freeze exactly where you are, like, emotionally as well as physically. Uh, so, she is just going to, like, I, it seems like a war crime to freeze Bella the way she is. It's just, <laughs> just horrible. Well, it's kind of like, you know when you're, like, trying to cook a, a chicken, maybe, and it's just not going to get any more done? It's like, your oven stopped working? Just time to throw it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go through that one more time. <laughs> well, it's like it's not going to get any better. You've like you've done your best. You know, the to, oven to... broke during my chicken yeah. cooking. Exactly. <laughs> the the chicken was so stupid. The oven broke. <laughs> <laughs> I think this metaphor checks out. So you know that thing that happens to you all the time where you're cooking the chicken in a broken oven because the chicken's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Am yeah, I the only person with this problem? I, of course. Yeah, I think you might be as. So so let's talk about their relationship a little bit for a second. My, my, I, I hate their relationship. Uh, I can't Wait, say... for which reason? Because well, I have a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, this time, I, I can't say enough about how much I don't like Edward. Go on. Ed- Edward is an asshat in this book, especially. <laughs> like so? They, like, oh, he's... Okay, so the whole wedding thing is his forcing her to do it. Uh, and then she, the only thing she gets out of it is some sex. And even though she <laughs> totally likes it, she gets bruised and feathered. <laughs> she does get, she does get a little bruised and feathered. But she's like, she's totally fine, likes it, wants some more of it. And like, he just doesn't listen to her. Like, he doesn't value her opinion or her thoughts at all uh, about anything. And then he just spends the entirety of the honeymoon moping. No, and and also both of them privilege, uh, you know, sex a little too much. No, uh, I think that's totally reasonable. No, no, well, I mean, at least it's it's either kissing or rough sex or no, and nothing is in between. So when they're like all <laughs> yeah, practicing they didn't and stuff. Yeah, try anything. Yeah, and they're like trying to practice for that, which really just means like hugging a lot. <laughs> I don't really understand. A lot of like she really does overlook a lot of flaws. His ice cold wang. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tro- I mean Trojan makes a condom for that. It's just it, uh, there's a warming gel. That's the thing that's that's the thing that I can't believe. It's like okay, he's like super cold. Like, uh, 
like condoms would be great for this reason just some kind of buffer you know um <laughs> plus like if i understand like how his body works that semen's gonna be like an icy blast <laughs> super uncomfortable he's he's like preserved ice- her her cervix forever yeah but it's also that his he, he may have zombie sperm. I mean, like yeah. we don't know. I mean, okay, but but in his defense, uh, you know, she's very warm, which would probably be very pleasant for him. And uh, <laughs> I bet I bet this is how that conversation went. She's like, "Don't you think you should use a condom?" Then he was like, "No, baby, I'm undead." You know, I mean, that worked for me in high school. So or he threatened to withhold <laughs> sex again because that works really, really well on Bella. It does. <laughs> It's okay, Seriously. baby. It's okay. I got zombie sperm. It's ice cold. I can't do anything. I don't need a condom. Come on, baby. Yeah. So here's my question about Edward and Bella, R.E. sex. Uh, uh-huh. Edward really likes super speed. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. how do you think that works so you out? Think she, you think it works really fast? The friction alone would heat things up, don't you think? Well, maybe I. No, it's perfectly smooth. Uh, <laughs> it's perfectly smooth. The coefficient right? of friction of Edward's Wang is very low. Yeah, <laughs> but he, well, maybe maybe his speed explains this problem that I had with the sex because she so she wakes up the first morning after, beat all to shit, covered in down feathers, the because the pillows all exploded. Oh, that was why I thought he, they just fucked a lot of ducks. <laughs> he said I bit up. <laughs> Because he, he drinks animal blood sometimes during the sex. He was like, hold on a second, I need a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Ate a couple of ducks. <laughs> no, right? He said, "Um, I bit a pillow or two. Like, that was his explanation. But Okay, but here's the thing. She doesn't remember any of it. I think she blacked out. She clearly spent the whole sex blacked out or else she was like so distracted by something else. How cold it was okay. down there. <laughs> Do you think <laughs> just how freezing okay, pa- and numb she was? God. Okay, I think there's several several possible, very plausible explanations. Um, one, like hypothermia induced, like by the sperm. Sure. Definitely. Alternatively, the force of his ejaculate hitting her cervix caused a shock wave that gave her a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, hold on. If that's the case. Because before, Mike, like she, Edward refused to have sex with her because she gets a little bruised up. And I, I, I thought that was insulting. I thought, girl can decide for herself how many bruises she wants. <laughs> That's fine. You know, she's, she's a consenting fake adult. Uh, but if it's, causing, uh, if it's causing concussion, that's very serious. Even, even one or two concussions can have a lot of long-term effects. I think they should stop. How would we know if she had a concussion, <laughs> though? You're asking how we would identify brain damage in Bella? How would we identify brain damage on Bella? All of a sudden she can walk straight? (laughs) That ain't right. (laughs) She's willing to put up with this vampire bullshit? I mean, I don't think that we really need to even, like, worry too much about that, because they only manage to have sex three times before she gets super knocked up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah three times in like two weeks also i just want to point out about the baby once again when you talk about the baby on the phone it punches you in the uterus so presumably you can't just like keep having sex when she's pregnant <laughs> i like how the baby's like nobody likes a snitch <laughs> <laughs> the, the code of omerta is very strong in that uterus <laughs> yeah i mean the baby like i i understand and uh, like that that Bella really loves it, and that she has this like understanding about like why women want babies and they bond with them and everything. 
you know, whatever, that's that's fine, Bella. But like, it's scary. That baby is scary. Yeah, it was super scary. Yeah, so she does this whole thing where she's like all of a sudden super pumped to be a mom, and she's like in her head planning all the outings with her perfect, adorable baby that hopefully looks a lot like Edward. Uh, yeah, because it's a boy. Com- because obviously, it's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Also, completely forgetting that it's at least 50% monster. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that you are not going to have normal play dates with this baby because it's going to eat people. Also, that it's going to come out looking like Voldemort because it's going to be perfectly white and like... This ad was required, but not approved by Audible. Meanwhile, in a parallel universe... Jacob, dear? Yes, Bella? I just read the most marvelous audiobook on quantum mechanics for free from audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Ooh, do tell. It says that any time we make a choice, we create a parallel universe wherein an alternate self made the alternate choice. How fascinating! What do you think of that, Edward? Do you mean to say there's a parallel universe out there when we weren't able to solve our problems by having kinky threesomes? Indeed. And there exists a world where Charlie and Alice refrained from creating the award-winning HBO series Mustache and the Wig? Dear, that is precisely what I am saying. How very horrid. Oh, hello, Supreme Court Justice Mike Newton. Hello, friends. Have you heard the news? Earth just declared world peace. Hip hip! Hurrah! We should have an orgy! Huzzah! Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Now with parallel universes. Is there a book on parallel universes there? Yeah, it has um, a brief history of time by Stephen King. Uh, Stephen Hawking. What? <laughs> I wish it was by Stephen King. <laughs> and then the parallel universe killed the other universe. <laughs> Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Now with kinky foursomes with Stephen Hawking. Okay, so, uh, I don't know if you guys got this far or not, but Edward's great plan was um, to, to have Jacob talk to Bella and have him convince her that it's okay to get rid of this baby because uh, Edward will let Jacob knock Bella up. So that's, yeah. that's like another what? baby really? and it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they basically just got there halfway through the book. Oh, yeah, the white so swap. Edward's plan is like, yeah, yeah, is uterus so, swap. So, he get, so Jacob gets to, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Edward's plan is like, it's cool. I just need you to talk to Bella and say, um, hey, maybe if you want a baby so much, get rid of the one that'll kill you. Let me knock you up instead. All right. And I thought that was like, oh my god, this is the worst idea I've ever heard. Until I heard Bella's idea, <laughs> which was, it's okay. I'll survive this monster inside of me killing me because I'll get turned into a vampire at the last second. Which, I, from my understanding, is actually what happens I'm, in the I'm, book. Well, yeah. You, you, you think? As opposed to Jacob getting to be the friend of the lesbian couple or something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Both good options. <laughs> I mean, also, option three, Bella dies, and everyone gets to live on with this baby and mourn for a little bit, but they're like, it's okay, this is her choice. Yeah, this is, the, and oh, way more interesting to be the best. Yeah, but unfortunately... <sighs> okay, so... Wait, so so he decides. Spoiler alert! Sigh. <laughs> Wait a second. I I mean I like 
with with his old fashioned morality, he decides, I'm just gonna let my wife's ex boyfriend fuck her once. Well, ex kiss rapist. Ex kiss well, rapist. Yes. Yeah. Well, Alex, he's old fashioned. Women are property. All right. <laughs> when you need to bring in a contractor, you bring in a contractor. <laughs> he's contracting like... out the job of fucking his wife. Yeah. Well, clearly he doesn't want too much. And now you've got the opposite problem where his wang is too warm and possibly that of a dog. <laughs> Hot dot 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 dot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ow, 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 ow. Jacob's got the perfect line for that one, though. If she's like, no, 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 you can't. It's too hot. It's too hot. And he goes, oh, just blow on it a little bit. Oh. Um. <laughs> no, that's so good. That is really good. Oh, um, that was too good for that. So, okay, I know, like, Robert Pattinson obviously has, like, really bizarre body hair that we're, we always have inflicted on our eyeballs <laughs> in these movies, but, like, does Edward uh, have body hair? No, I would assume not. I would assume it's, like, well, he's got uh, the undead uh, alopecia, whatever that is. <laughs> he's got He's got some sort of dead hair disease or sometime in the 40s he decided to nair and it never grew back <laughs> oh right oh. no well he froze his body exactly where it is uh yeah. freshly shaven <laughs> one of the things i go back to about the sex there are two things that she does that are trying to justify the waiting for marriage to, to have sex yeah. and one is she's like really really anxious and then she remembers oh it's you know it's this guy who agreed to marry me so i don't have to be anxious about the sex because at least she's, and she says, "How could other people do this without it being the perfect one that you're always going to be with forever, who's already agreed to, who's already gotten married <sighs> to you?" Because it's so stressful and intense. Uh, completely missing the option of not making it the most intense thing that you'll ever do. Yeah, like they're yeah. both virgins who have had a lot of weird baggage placed on sex, especially sex between the two of them, for a really right. long time. And then there's the added pressure of, let's make it all sexy by naked swimming together first. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I feel like there's some unrealistic expectations of what sex is, especially virgin sex. Well, as luck would have it, though, a little while, like, right after they actually have it, she says that their bodies were super compatible in the same way that they are in every other fashion which one per okay first of all you could just say luck but anyway she says they fit together physically like a puzzle piece okay here's the thing that she didn't know because she hasn't done this before <laughs> audis and innies uh generally the same shape also both are kind of flexible and accommodating uh <laughs> If these are the puzzles you're doing, you're doing very easy puzzles, Bella. <laughs> Just the two-piece puzzle? Two-piece puzzle where both pieces uh, fit with all other puzzle pieces ever made. Oh, there's a little extra on this one. Oh, there's a little any on this one. <laughs> right. Oh, this one can handle anything between two and ten. Oh, it's a magic eye. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, this is just like another prime example of like Stephanie Meyer's go-to literary trope of similes that are not really similes. Mm-hmm. So, corresponding Poor pieces example. made to match up, or uh, <laughs> it was like being brought back down to earth from some great height. Like they're just literalizations. <laughs> Once again, Stephanie Meyer shows her absolute knack for, like, creating a somewhat, you know, interesting, like, payoff moment and having Bella be basically unconscious for it. <laughs> Anything fun, we don't Bella doesn't, it. yeah. It's, it's, it's climactic in a lot of ways. Somebody punches Bella, and all of the time, she's not paying attention. He ripped <sighs> apart the headboard, and she doesn't remember. 
That is unhealthy. <laughs> Talk you about having those some serious concussions. concussions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sperm cushion. <laughs> <laughs> that is so dangerous for your brain. That is last. Yeah. She is gonna have. She's gonna be like, uh, like that, uh, like Muhammad Ali. She's gonna have a shake when she's lighting the oh, Olympic no. torch. <laughs> oh, that great! Vampire sperm induced Parkinson. Yeah, that's what you're saying is the most likely. Course. I think that is that's like already happened most way most of the way. And, and and then like it's not like Edward even gets less moody or like less pissy after he finally does have sex. Like I kind of thought yeah. that would mellow him out, but he takes it <laughs> as like <laughs> another another excuse to like deny her things and make her feel guilty about her femininity. <laughs> Do you really want to hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? Precious kisses what's that me? Alright guys, time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. So uh, in, in reverse order of the top of the show, uh, we need to discuss something else that we liked about the first quarter of Breaking Dawn. So uh, I will go first. Um, there is a moment... Where right soon after Edward has agreed that they're going to be able to have some more sex, generously agreed to have sex with his wife, and uh, but Bella has also not eaten much recently, and because there's a, a half dead monster baby in her stomach eating her, she has a lot of hunger. But then she has to do something that I have uh, I think is a very like actual finally real human drama that Stephanie Meyer was able to create: lunch or fucking. Very tough call in some situations. This is the issue you've gotten yourself into uh, back in the True Blood episode when you made the like the the statement you didn't want to mix the two together. Yep, because right. I prefer to keep them separate. Uh, I would like to have. I mean, I, I do have to make that decision. That's true. That's the downside. But I have to live with that every day, and I do. <laughs> Alex, there's a parallel universe where you <laughs> eat sandwiches and fuck all the time. Yeah, or the same universe where you're very busy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I would. Like I'll take a Cliff Bar and a Quickie if we're if it's a big deal. A Cliff Bar. Cliff Bar, really? If, I mean, not a Luna. It's that is those, those are for, for women. women. They're like yogurt. They're for women. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yogurt. Do you know there's a universe where you are only for women? It's not this one though. Just because you put on a fake British accent doesn't mean that's true. You're it's still girls eat yogurt. <laughs> Alex, do you know there's there's a universe where that's not true, but not this one. <laughs> Alex, there's a universe where you're not a dick. <laughs> not this one. Actually, this is good because we haven't talked about how yogurt is for girls since I think an earlier Twilight episode. This is a good classic read and weep discussion. Yogurt is totally for girls. Game over. All right, uh, continuing backwards, Ezra, what is your ma- minor compliment? Uh, Jacob has a delightful misunderstanding of the uh, the conflict between lions and Christians. Um, <laughs> he thinks that we're fighting for the same like market share. Or, like. <laughs> Well, all right, his line is, um, talking about Bella, the girl was a classic martyr. Uh, she'd totally been born in the wrong century. She should have lived back when she could have gotten herself fed to lions for a good cause. It makes it sound like, like the cause is lions are hungry, and that's why the Christians died. Or lions are hungry, and if you donate them Christians, they'll donate to your Kiva account. <laughs> they, they, and some jobs have Christian matching, where yeah. if you donate one Christian to the lions, they'll, they'll give another one. Uh, like up to like 4% of Christians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, up to 4%. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's like a Kickstarter or something, like Christians for the Cure. <laughs> <laughs> 
the lions have the cure for like tuberculosis, but they demand at least a hundred Christians in payment. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, all right, Chris, what is your minor compliment? My compliment is Stephanie Meyer's accidental double entendre. When Alice is explaining to Bella that she can't know uh, the details about the wedding, she says, "You don't get to see the inside decorations until it's time," <laughs> which I thought was kind of sexy. I mean. I don't know how you're doing it, <laughs> but I, I mean I don't know. I can't t- like I couldn't tell you what the inside decorations look like. I was just pretty desperate for anything to be at least a single entendre in this book. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> oh, you missed the part where Alice puts on her garter then, because that's a total like you could bleep out words in that and have just a, a grand old time. <laughs> I, 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 could we? Yeah, you could. I, I was half expecting it. It's like the part where, where Alice is putting the garter on Bella in the bathroom, and it's something like, I gasped as she went under my skirt, and I felt her cold hand on my thigh. Oh, nice. See, here's wow. how lame I am. Oh, yeah, yeah. My I thing got, was, the... she's not wearing a skirt, it's a dress. What the fuck, Stephanie Meyer? And I passed <laughs> out, and, like, <laughs> and my vision turned red. Yeah. Okay. While Charlie was out of the room, Alice hooked the out of my hands and the duct under my skirt. I gasped and tottered as her cold hand caught my <laughs> She yanked the <laughs> into place. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Sarah, it's your, your turn. Last uh, minor compliment, please. Um, I really loved this quote. Uh, Bella doesn't know where Edward is taking her for their honeymoon. They've just been on a motorboat for like hours and hours and hours. Oh, I bet he's been uh, motorboating for hours and hours. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He's a vampire, so he does it very, very quickly, though. <laughs> with him. It's really cold. Supersonic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're in this motorboat. Bella's like, where are we going? But the quote is, he was a vampire after all. Maybe we were going to Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> just a great understanding of the world right there. Yeah, just Stephanie Meyer, like, you know, not to really sound like a broken record here, but what does she think a vampire is? <laughs> That's the confusing thing this whole time, is she confuses vampires with sea monsters. I think sea monkeys might actually be what she's thinking of. Like, I think those are generally more sparkly. No, I think you're thinking of mermen. <laughs> she is... Oh, that's why he's not drinking my blood, is because he's actually a merman. (laughs) Because he's actually Triton, king of the sea. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't, like, turn into a flower and seduce me, either. He was in his natural form. (laughs) Do I turn into a flower? Isn't that that a Greek thing? Uh, Yeah, it is. Like, turns into a flower and then... turn into a swan and then... uh, They turn into a lot of things. Yeah, it is. He turned into light one time. Yeah, and light raped somebody. Oh, God. Yeah. Light Which I, I I've tried before with uh, with those little laser pointers, but they're just not strong enough. <laughs> Alex, did you know there's a world where <laughs> lasers are strong enough? <laughs> that is it for our show, everybody. Thank you so much. Join us again next week. We're going to be talking about the second quarter. Of Breaking Dawn, we're really stretching this out because this is, uh, as Sarah said, our dung beetle homecoming, and uh, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna make it last a little bit. And then, of course, we'll be watching the movie right after it debuts. So uh, stick around for a lot of Twilight for the continuation of Twivember, and then, of course, we'll finish the book and the movie next year, which is kind of fun. Uh, this will be our only split book. So join us again next week for that. Uh, if you have any any feedback for the show, take it to Facebook. Go to facebook.com/slash/readitandweep. Uh, answer this week's important question, lunch 
or sex, or in Ezra's case, both. Just saying it's a false choice, that's all. Just saying that you would get crumbs in her bra. The bra is made out of hamburgers like my house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's continue that. Let's take this discussion online, guys, on Facebook. We will uh, uh, look forward to hearing your opinion about about that. Sarah, thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much. It's always a pleasure being here, even if we're reading Stephanie Meyer. Yep, it's the pleasure is the show, not the not the reading. We'll definitely have you on uh, next week again if you can, and you can even check out the movie with us if you'd like. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> awesome. And what what night is your Herald team perform? My Herald team performs all over the place. We either opening for the Reckoning or for Felt, or we. Uh, I don't, it's not really headlining, or we, we perform at 10.30 on Monday night. So check uh, the IO Chicago website for that. I'm also on a playground team called Rain Pause that performs all over the place. Pause, P-A-W-Z, or as S? P-A-U-S-E. We're brand new, so that's not our, our name yet, our official name. But that's where you can find Improv us. Improv team naming is so difficult. Uh, so check out Meridian or their soon-to-be offshoot of Submeridian, Subprime Meridian. Anyway, lots of good stuff in the future, so check her out if you're in Chicago. Thanks as always, Ezra and Chris. Yep. Yeah. Ezra, Ezra Fox on Twitter and C. Walter Smith. I'm Alex Falcone. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. She was back on her feet before Charlie returned with the two frothy white... <laughs>